What really gets my dick hard is. Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck, and this is uh, this is my radio episode. Okay, Clinton is doing one as well. As you may have seen, we've dropped a bunch of content today. Unfortunately, we couldn't put out a proper episode. Uh, that's just because of Clint's touring schedule. Also, I had a bit of a uh, family emergency uh, with someone close to me. Uh, everything's fine. It's going to be okay. But uh, all that to say, it was uh, near impossible for us to actually get together and record. Um, but because we love you guys so much, we're going to put all this content out, extra stuff, Metal Tales, two radio episodes. So it's going to be fun. Um, I thought for this one, what would be a good idea, rather than just playing you guys maybe some of my music or stuff I've played on uh, for other artists or even just like my current top 10 or whatever. Um, I thought it'd be fun because I'm such a vinyl geek as is Clint. I thought it'd be fun to pick out 10 records that I bought on the road recently um, when I was out on tour with Need to Breathe. And I thought it'd be a good time just to play you a track from each one. Now, this is going to be a very <laughs> eclectic mix of music for sure. We have some hard stuff. We have some mellow stuff. We have some reggae. We have some singer-songwriter stuff, it's going to be very eclectic. But, you know, the point of these episodes, uh, or even us even talking about other artists that aren't, you know, outside of Metallica, is to maybe expose you guys to something you haven't heard before. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Maybe you'll like it and be like, hey, I want to go buy that. That sounds cool. Um, so, yeah, that's my, that's my plan here, okay? I, I spent probably, I don't know, I can't count the hours, but I spent a lot of time in record stores on the Need to Read Tour, uh, Josh, the, the keyboard player, is also a vinyl geek. That was kind of our common bond. We hung out every day, obviously, and pretty much after I set up all my gear every day, I'd be looking up a record store. I'd text Josh, "Yo, there's one about half a mile away. Let's go." And that was kind of our that was our norm. We did 56 cities on that tour, and I probably hit, I'd say, 35 to 40 record stores. Probably purchased about 65 albums. <laughs> I know it's a lot. But, you know, when it comes to vinyl, it's rare for me to actually purchase something that's brand new, unless it's something that uh, is a current record that, you know, hardwired to self-destruct. Of course, I bought that brand new. But if I'm buying like an old reggae record, an old singer-songwriter record, an old punk rock record, my goal is to find an old pressing of it. I don't want the brand new one necessarily, unless, unless it's impossible to find. Then I'll buy the brand new one. But my goal is always to buy the old one. I, I just, I like it. I like that it's a little beat up. Um... I like the idea that uh, multiple people have owned it and it has a story behind it. I wish I knew that story. I wish there was like a vinyl registration program like like you do your car where you, you know the history of it, but unfortunately that's not the case. But the idea is fun. It's fun to think like, wow, who, you know, who owned this Clash record before I did and who owned it before that person did? 
I like that. So, uh, and you know, old vinyl has a smell to it. It's just, I don't know. This is a, <clears throat> excuse me. This is a, this is a geeky vinyl episode, but if you're a vinyl collector, you know what I'm talking about. There's something about old records, you know, even, even if they're kind of dirty and you, you know, all those cracks and pops you hear, that's just dust in the grooves. You know, you got to clean your records, of course, but I kind of like that sound. You're going to hear a lot of that in this episode because some of these records I got on tour, I haven't even cleaned yet because that's a whole nother process, uh, in of itself. <laughs> um, but I figured I'd start off with something that uh, I actually got into because of being a Metallica fan. Um, you all know the um, the Dio tribute album they did. Um, what was it called? Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Rising. And uh, they did a medley of stuff by Dio. Um, but the one I really gravitated towards was a song called Tarot Woman by his old band Rainbow, which was Rick, Richie Blackmore's project. And I found... Um, I found uh, Rainbow Rising is the album. Let me grab it here. Um, yeah, 1976. Um, this is a USA pressing. Uh, consisted of uh, Ronnie James Dio, uh, Tony, this, this is tough to read, Tony, Tony Carey, Richie Blackmore, Cozy Powell on drums. How's that for a stage name? I'm going to choose Cozy Powell. That sounds like a good stage name. Might be his birthday, I don't know. And then uh, Jimmy Bain on bass. Uh, it's such a cool record. I think kind of way ahead of its time as far as like prog rock slash metal um just really cool there's a now there's a, a, a super long intro to this this song and I'm, I'm gonna spare you guys the the length of it because it's just like this long synthy thing so i'm just gonna kind of fade it in once the guitars kick in before the drums and stuff but it's one of the coolest songs now i i have to admit i haven't dove in further in rainbow's catalog with dio i know they had a, maybe a, another singer or two after him when he went on to do sabbath and also his own solo stuff. But uh, yeah, Terror Woman, because of the Metallica version, I sought this record out and I was like, I got to have the original and I love it, you know, even more than the Metallica cover of it. But it's a, it's a great record. Um, yeah, it looks like Oyster Records it came out on. Um, again, this is USA Pressing 1976. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's kick right into it. This is Terror Woman. Terror, sorry, Terror Woman by <laughs> Rainbow.
I mean, you can't really go wrong with Ronnie James Dio's vocals. Really? Come on. I mean, even if you don't like, you know, that kind of high-pitched vocals, like a Bruce Dickinson kind of thing, uh, Rob Halford, I mean, there's no question that Dio was one of the greatest metal vocalists of all time. Uh the impact he left on this world before he passed away is just insane. I mean, between the solo stuff, between Rainbow, between Black Sabbath, it's just it's just stupid. He recorded so many records, was on so many things, and uh, yeah, I wish he was still around to you know, give us some more music. But uh, that's not the case, unfortunately. It's just a part of life, and you know, it's okay. He left behind such a immense catalog of music for all of us to enjoy that uh, we'll be continuing to do that for a long time. All right, moving on, uh, the next record that I purchased on vinyl here uh, on tour was a band called The Alarm. I'm not sure if any of you guys heard of them, but they were uh, a band from Wales. Um, I think I've always heard they were kind of like a Christian band. Um, I don't really know. I I need to look that up. Um, But I I remember getting into them a long time ago because someone had said they were kind of like, you know, there's a bit of the clash to them. You know, they're this UK band, you know, kind of punk rock, kind of new wave, kind of, there's some pop elements to it, but I've always really dug them. Uh, one of their biggest songs was called The Stand. That was a good one. Uh, the song I'm going to be playing is a song called Where Were You Hiding When the Storm Broke. Um, really cool tune. And uh, I think I found this record. Let's see if the price tag's on here. It's not. I think I got this for like $2 or $3, but it's such a cool band. Check them out. You can probably just look up a best of and, and you know get all your bases covered there. But a really cool, uh, really cool record. Um, the record's called uh, Declaration. Uh, looks like it was on IRS Records, nineteen eighty four, and there's some really good hairdos on the back of this record. Let me tell you, it's very. There's a one looks kind of flock of seagulls. It's very teased hair, but not glam rock. It, well, they weren't a glam band by any means. Um, it was, I think, it was just kind of the era, you know, crazy hair. <laughs> Must be nice to have that much hair to tease, fellas. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is the alarm. This is where are you hiding when the storm broke.
All right. What do you think about that? Do you like it? I think it's pretty rad. I love those dudes. Um, the song The Stand, which is their biggest song, is not on this record, um, but there's some great songs on this record. There's another one called 68 Guns. It's great. Um, yeah, check out The Alarm. They're an awesome band. Uh, I'm going to uh, keep the energy level up a little bit here, but I'm going to uh, play something from a live record that I picked up. So this was a Record Store Day release. If you don't know what Record Store Day is, it is one day a year. Actually, there's two of them. There's a uh, Black Friday one, too. But uh, Record Store Day is basically where all of us super vinyl nerds can get together, go to record stores, buy records, uh, watch live bands, all that good stuff. And uh, there's a lot of artists out there uh, that will put out Record Store Day exclusive stuff. So it's super cool. Um, I've bought a lot of stuff over the years that were Record Store Day exclusives. You know, they're very limited. And unfortunately, there's a lot of assholes out there that will go to record stores. And I've seen this in the parking lot before of Grimey's here in Nashville. Uh, they'll go in and they'll buy like, and you're only usually allowed to buy one of each thing. Like if, you know, Metallica released a record store day thing, um, you know, you can't buy five copies of it. You have to, you can only buy one, but you'll see people go in there and buy one copy of each release and immediately go out in the parking lot or in their car and start taking pictures of all of it and post it on eBay to sell for more to make money. It's stupid. It, it's super annoying because the rest of us that actually want a copy of that for, to actually listen to and enjoy at home, um, you know, someone's deprived of that, unfortunately, because of these idiots that want to make some money on, on such a fun, nerdy day. Leave us vinyl nerds alone. Jeez. Anyways, on Record Store Day, unfortunately, I was not in a bigger city, but I was outside, uh, where were we, Modesto, I think, or something, um, in California. And uh, me and Josh from Need to Breathe, we looked up a record store that was having Record Store Day events. I um, can't remember the name of the record store, but it was in Anderson, California, and uh, we went in there. There was a few things I was looking for. They were already sold out of them, but one thing that I was really stoked about was Green Day released, um, it was a live record from Woodstock 94, and if you don't know what that is, go look it up on YouTube or whatever. 94 was their infamous mud fight with the crowd, and it's it's such a great performance. I mean, at this point, they had just become a massive band with Dookie, and everything on this record um is pretty much from dookie uh not everything but almost um and it's 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 awesome i mean 1994 they're in their one of many peaks at this point as a band do if you were old enough to know when dookie came out i mean it 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 absolutely exploded it came out uh, i believe in 94 um but i mean gosh i mean they're such a tight band on this thing you can't really deny it it's just like you can, you know, live records, oftentimes you can't really hear, you know, the energy you actually see live if you're there. But I feel like on this live record, they did a really good job of, you know, giving you the feeling that you were there. Like when I first got home from tour and listened to this record, I was like, man, like you can really hear the energy in this band. You can really, you know, feel what they were feeling. Um, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a well-accomplished live record. Um, it's crazy that they've had these recordings for so long and they finally released them as a vinyl for record store day but uh yeah it's a it's a great release um yeah i mean this was the year they blew up 94 was a huge year for the re-explosion of punk rock i mean for the most part green day dookie and offspring smash were like the two records that just catapulted you know maybe a rancid outcome the wolves um not far after that um but yeah this was such a a crazy year for you know the re-explosion of punk rock you know hadn't really happened since the 70s with the Ramones and the Clash and the Sex Pistols and stuff. So anyways, all I have to say, 
I'm going to play one of my favorite Green Day tracks, uh, Basket Case. I know it's one of their biggest songs, but, you know, whatever. It's still a great song. Uh, so this is, yeah, Basket Case from the Green Day Record Store Day release of Woodstock 94. <laughs> I mean, what a fun performance. Again, go look up Green Day 94 at Woodstock and watch the mayhem ensue. Giant mud fight broke out. I mean, all their shit was covered in dirt and mud. It was it was a pretty special moment in rock and roll history. Um, and keep in mind, I mean, that's a real big sound. I know it's mixed and stuff like that. Maybe I don't think it's been docked up with like overdubs or anything, but still, I mean, back then they were just a three-piece. They, you know, Now they have like an organ player on the road and an extra guitar player. But back then, it was it was just Mike Durnt, Billy Joe Armstrong, and Trey Cool, just three dudes on stage, bass, drums, guitar, 
two vocals and they just sounded huge and tight and it was awesome. It's a great energetic performance. I love it. Always love it. Uh, next one, um, you might find a little goofy. I don't know. I love this band. I love this song. Um, the band, so I picked this record up at uh, Angry Mom Records. I remember that was in Ithaca, New York. Uh, picked up for $4. That's the beauty of vinyl is you can go into like the old bin, you know, the $1 to $5 bin and just find really cool records for so cheap that you'll, you know, you have something tangible in your hands, huge artwork, you know, it's 12 inches by 12 inches. It's just always beautiful. And you know what, you know, you go on iTunes and you buy something for 10 bucks and it's like, you know, in the cloud or it's on your phone. It's just like, you don't, you can't sit there and hold something. You can hold your phone and look at the artwork, but it's all you're seeing is the cover. That's it. That's what I love about vinyl is like, while you're listening to it, you can like examine the artwork, like pull out the liner notes, read the lyrics and the credits and all that stuff. It's so fun. So anyways, I got this, uh, for $4. It's men at work business as usual. Um, I'm going to play their biggest hit just because, uh, I want you guys to just to You've probably heard it, but I want you guys to just know how good this band is and just look, you know, listen to this song. It's like, it's a song about being from Australia, but guess what, mate? I don't care. I want you all to hear it, right? It's pretty good. Hey? Um, yeah, I, I love this band. Uh, Who Can It Be Now is another big song by, then, uh, by them. Uh, and uh, most recently, I actually haven't seen it yet. My wife saw it. There's a documentary about their singer. His name is Colin Hay. And uh, he's been doing solo stuff for years, um, but there's a documentary about his solo career and stuff, and um, and uh, I have not seen it yet, but I got to check it out. I um, can't remember the name of it off, off the top of my head. Um, but anyways, I'm going to play you guys the song called Down Under. Everyone calls it Land Down Under, but uh, it's such a great song. There's almost a reggae vibe to it. Kind of dig it. There's an upstroke guitar happening. Um, but yeah, the record's called Business as Usual. It came out in 1982, Columbia Records. Um, yeah. I shall say no more. Here you go. Traveling in a fight out combi On a hippie trail head full of zombie I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast she said, do you come from a land down under? A women go and men wonder. Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You gotta run, you gotta take cover. Six foot four and 
All right, what a fun song. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't have a smile on your face during that song. It's just so good. It's a well-written song. The musicianship's great. Colin Hayes' vocals are great. The harmonies are just, I mean, amazing. There's so many good things happening vocally on that on that track. Uh, and by the way, I looked it up while the song was playing. This, the documentary, if you want to check it out, I need to check it out. Uh, it's called Colin Hay Waiting for My Real Life. Okay, it came out in 2015. Uh, I need to see it. Uh, I've heard great things. You guys should see it. Uh, they did a premiere of it in here in Nashville, and I was out of town for it, unfortunately. And uh, he did a performance at City Winery, playing acoustic. Uh, I know he plays the solo stuff, plays some minute work stuff. I wish I could have gone, but um, that's okay. Anyways, we're going to move on here. Um, kind of keeping it... Uh, Keeping it 80s, I think. What year was this? Yeah, 1980. Uh, this is a band called Squeeze. And if you haven't heard Squeeze, they're a great band. You might know some of their songs. Uh, they've got a, you know, um, a song called Tempted. Tempted by the fruit of another. That was uh, the Squeeze. Uh, anyways, one little uh, fun note of this band is uh, if you know the show Later with Jules Holland over in England, I know our UK listeners know this, um, Jules Holland was a, uh, in this band at one point. He was the keyboard player in this band and uh just a really cool band uh, i'm gonna play a track off this record from 1980 uh i think i'm pronouncing this right <clears throat> i think it's called uh argy bargy or argy bargy argy bargy sounds more uh minnesota oh have you heard argy bargy um but let's just say argy bargy um super weird album title of course but uh it's a cool record um a lot of good songs on here um if i didn't love you uh here comes that feeling we're at the top wrong side of the moon um but yeah, really good stuff. So you're produced by John John Moon. Sorry, John Wood. Uh AM Records, nineteen eighty. Really cool record. I picked this up uh it doesn't say uh oh, Vinyl Destination. That was in Florida. That was in Fort Lauderdale. I think that was like the first two weeks of the tour I was on. So yeah, Vinyl Destination, also a great name for a record store. Yeah, I picked this up for eight bucks. Super cheap, great record. Uh hope you enjoy it. I'm gonna play you possibly my favorite squeeze track because i've been a fan of these guys for a long time it's called pulling muscles from the shell and uh i just think it's a really cool tune so hope you enjoy it
There you go. That is Squeeze, right? Pulling muscles from the shell. Great song, great melodies, uh, great arrangement. I uh, love that stuff. Jules Holland's key work is great. Organ stuff in there, piano stuff. Yeah, check them out. Um, there's one release they did called, I think it's called Squeeze Singles 45s and Under. That's a great collection of like kind of a best of. It's all the single stuff. It's really good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, check that out. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to slow it way, way, way down for this one. I have played this artist on uh, one of my previous radio episodes before. Uh, she lives here in Nashville. I think she's from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I can't say enough good stuff about this girl. I hope I can meet her and tell her much I love her record one day. Uh, her name is Julian Baker. Um, she's just so great and unique. Uh, her whole record, there's no drums on it. It's all just guitar, keys, vocals, um, some strings. There's like one or two songs with a, a, a guy doing some backup vocals, but her songs are just so good. It's just one of those records you put on late at night, kind of kick back, put your feet up, close your eyes, put some headphones on, and just really absorb the music of this record. It's very ambient, very chill. Um, I've never seen her live yet, but this record came out uh, in 2017 on Matador Records, and uh, I was in Bakersfield, California. I can't remember the name of the record shop, uh, but I did also buy a guitar that day, a 62 Fender Malibu. And uh, I was in a record store, and uh, I was... Most shops I would be going through the the B section looking for this record on vinyl. I know it's not old. I could order it online or something, but I I like the hunt. I like finding stuff in the wild. So um, that day I just was thumbing through, and all of a sudden I didn't even I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just kind of going through alphabetically, and all of a sudden it just popped out. I was like, oh shit, there it is. So yeah, the record's called Turn Out the Lights. It's so good, and the cover is great. It's a painting actually by a friend of mine named Ryan Rado. He's an awesome, awesome painter. Uh, you should check him out on Instagram. He does really cool stuff. Uh, I did some video work with him years ago um, where I kind of produced some videos for him. Uh, Rado, his name is Ryan. We all call him Rado. But he's got uh, Tourette's, ADHD, I mean, you name it, all this stuff. He was on a lot of meds for a lot of years, and he uh, went through this whole experience where he basically got off all of his meds and was trying all these other different therapies and stuff and stuff where they hooking up things to his brain and um, but he eventually got into painting and I think that was a huge part of him kind of, uh, kicking medications to, to treat all these things he had, you know, um, I mean, he still has them, you know, I mean, uh, his Tourette's isn't like what you think about like in the movies, you know, and that's like, what about Bob where he's just blurting out cuss words or something, um, you know, like ticks and stuff like that. But he's one of the best dudes on the planet. I can't say enough nice things about him. Um, but uh, anyways, he, he just has, in the last few years, has become this amazing painter, and, and his paintings are what I imagine, what's going on in his brain, you know, turned into an actual piece on a canvas, or he'll take, you know, pieces of wood and paint stuff on them. He, do, he finds all sorts of things to do, and it's really, really cool and creative, but look him up on Instagram, just type in Ryan Rado, R-A-D-O. But I don't know how Julian Baker discovered him, but somehow she did and one of his paintings ended up being her album cover and it's a beautiful painting beautiful record can't say enough about it I'm just going to play the first track off the record uh, <clears throat> well there's an intro called Over but then it's song's called Appointments and it's just so damn good um, I hope you enjoy it here you go Staying into 
I'm not crying, you're crying. I mean, come on. How can you not like that? 
I know you're a metalhead and it's Metallica or nothing, but man, what a beautiful, beautiful song. And I highly encourage you to check out the rest of that record. I also picked up, she did a record today release, like I talked about earlier. Um, there was two songs that she recorded for that album um, that didn't make it for the record. So on Record Store Day, she released a 45 of those two songs and they actually have drums on them. Nothing like big and crazy, but like I was really surprised when I listened to it. Um, but yeah, she's just a fantastic artist. I look forward to anything she puts out in the future. I can't wait. I'm a lifelong fan after hearing that record. And uh, the close close friend of mine turned me on to that album one night in my studio. We were hanging out and I was like, holy crap, have I not heard this yet? Um, and apparently she basically lives on my side of town in Nashville. I had no idea. But well, maybe I'll have her on the podcast, on my other podcast one of these days. We'll see. But um, all right, moving on. Um, I'm going to play a song by one of my favorite artists of all time and i know you think you're getting through this episode without hearing reggae but guess what it's not happening i'm gonna play some reggae um i was at a record store in tucson arizona called studio what's it called studio eight i gotta look it up real quick Uh, this won't take long um come on come on come on iphone hurry up um me and Josh looked up like usual on tour, looked up a record store and we we're like, Hey, let's check out this record store. Had no idea what we were walking into. It's called studio G vinyl records. It's in Tucson, Arizona. And, uh, that was a great record score day for me. Um, I walked straight to the, I saw they had a reggae section, they had a lot of Spanish music, which was cool. Um, and I walked to the reggae section and was thumbing through all of a sudden I got to the M's and got the Bob Marley. And normally with Bob Marley stuff, it's always reissue stuff, uh, re-release stuff. That's like, you know, $25 to $35. And I'm, you know, usually I'm like, I don't want to pay that much for one album. Um, unless it was something super limited, I guess. But I was thumbing through and all of a sudden I'm going, coming across all these Bob Marley records that are used in original pressings and all of them are under 10 bucks each. And I was like, oh my God, I just scored. So I got this one for $8. It's the Bob Marley record called Survival. Um, uh, came out in 1979. Uh, this is a record, if you know any Bob Marley music, there's a couple songs in here you might know. Um, uh, Ride Natty Ride, Africa Unite, Ambush in the Night. It's just a cool record. Um, he made like 13 records before he died in his early 30s. It's pretty stupid. I feel like a slacker. I've made one full-length album and three EPs. But he was very prolific. He put out so much music. If you can get online and find the documentary, it's just called Marley. It's a great documentary. Uh if you're a music fan in general, you'll like it, even if you don't like reggae music, but I obviously do. So I'm going to play my favorite track from this record. It's a song called One Drop. Hope you enjoy it. Generation gap 
There you go. You're not getting to this episode without hearing some reggae music. Sorry. <laughs> I love it so much. It makes me so happy. It's just, I don't know how you can't not have a smile on your face or how you can be in a bad mood and listen to that kind of music, you know? I mean, a lot of it is uh, very positive. A lot of it's very socially conscious, uh, political, but it just feels good. That's the main thing with that music. Much like when you listen to a Metallica record, that those make me feel good. But there's something about that kind of music from Jamaica that just does something to me, and I will listen to it till the day I die. Um, well, moving on, uh, one more kind of chill song. And uh, then we'll pick it up a little bit. But uh, I picked up a record by one of my other favorite artists, uh, Elvis Costello. Uh, it's a record called King of America. This just came out in 96. And what's cool is uh, some of this record was recorded here in Nashville at Ocean Way Studios on Music Row. I've recorded there one time. I got to play on two songs on drums. Uh, a friend of a friend kind of brought me in to play on something uh, a few years ago. And uh, it was a great experience. Awesome studio. And... Uh, I don't think I realized it when I was recording at there at the time that Elvis Costello did some work there. But uh, pretty cool that I got to record in the same studio that he did uh, a lot of this record, King of America. And uh, I'm going to play you uh, not only a great song from this record, but probably one of my favorite Elvis Costello songs. Um, you can hear the Nashville in this song. It's a very country-sounding song, but uh, it's it's also just Elvis Costello. Uh, it's a song called Indoor Fireworks. Uh, just a beautiful song. Um yeah, not much else to say. I hope you like it. Uh, it. There's a you know a lot of reasons why he's one of my favorites. I love his songwriting. I love his arrangements. I love his eclectic style. He's done everything from reggae-type songs to punk songs to new wave songs to jazz songs. I mean, he's he's all over the map, and uh, there's a reason he's still you know going to this day in his, uh, God, late 60s probably at this point. Um, it's been around forever. I've seen him probably four or five times. My first date with my wife, I took her to see Elvis Costello in Long Beach, California. Yep, that was a good one, right? But anyways, this is Indoor Fireworks by Elvis Costello. Everybody loves a happy ending, but we don't even try. We go straight past pretending to the part where everybody loves to cry. Indoor fireworks can still burn your fingers. Indoor fireworks, we swore we're safe as houses. They're not so spectacular, they don't burn up in the sky, but they can dazzle all the light, offering a cheer. When the smoke gets in your eye You were the spice of life The chin in my mood And though the sparks would fly Thought our love was fireproof Sometimes we'd fight in public, darling very little cause But different kinds of sparks would fly When we got on our own Behind closed doors Indoor fireworks Can still burn your fingers Indoor fireworks We saw were safe as houses they're not 
so spectacular they don't burn up in the sky. They can dazzle all the light. I'll bring a tear when the smoke gets in your eye. It's time to tell the truth. These things have to be faced. My fuse is burning out, and all that bad has gone to waste. Don't think for a moment, dear, that we'll ever be through. I'll build a bonfire of my dreams and burn a broken effigy of me and you. End all. Fireworks can still burn your fingers in dark fireworks. We swore we're safe as houses. They're not so spectacular. They don't burn up in the sky. They can dazzle all the light. I'll bring a tear when the smoke gets in. When the smoke gets in your eye, when the smoke gets in your eye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That's a nice chill song by Elvis Costello. Indoor fireworks, again recorded here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, yeah. He's a tough one to get into. If you want to get into him, it's, I mean, he's made like 40 something albums. Um, he did a record with Burt Bacharach. He's done all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, but, you know, maybe just go check out a best of or something and hear a wide variety of what he's done. Uh, he's got Elvis Costello the, and the Attractions. That was his main thing for years. And then he has Elvis Costello and the Imposters. He's done a lot of stuff. So, a uh, wide variety there. Grab a best of, go on Spotify if you have to. And uh, check it out. Um, I'm going to take it up a notch here for uh, my second to last song. Uh, and this stylistically is might shock a lot of people. I don't know. Maybe I've mentioned on the podcast before, but I am a big hip hop fan, especially old school stuff. My favorite hip hop group of all time is Public Enemy. Hands down will always be uh, Takes Nation, Takes Nation and Millions to Hold Us Back, Fear for Black Planet. Um, they have so many good records out. Uh, and they're still going, by the way, still happening, still touring. And uh, but Chuck D, their singer, who also did, you might know, Prophets of Rage, the Rage Against the Machine guys with Chuck D and uh, Be Real from Cypress Hill. Uh, it's that's him. That's Chuck D. And uh, he's done uh, some solo stuff. And I was at uh, the shop. Um, where is it at? I, just, I said it earlier. Angry Mom. That's right. Angry Mom Records in Ithaca, New York. Um, I found this for $5. It's a double LP. I think it was some kind of either test pressing or a promo copy because there was no actual artwork, just a white sleeve with two records in it. But it was for it was 5 bucks, and I didn't own it, and I, I know the music from this record, but uh, it's so good. It's just really good hip-hop. Uh, I'm guessing I could be wrong. I'd like to be wrong. Most of you guys probably don't listen to hip-hop, but who knows? Maybe you guys dig it. Uh, anyways, I want to play the, the first track off the record. It's called Mr. Chuck. The record is called Autobiography of Mr. Chuck. And uh, he's just, to me, he's one of the best MCs out there. He has such good delivery. Um, you can hear the passion in his voice, the, the 
meaningfulness of what he's saying comes out in the tone of his voice. I think he's one of the best of all time. I think he smokes guys like Kanye West. Um, you know, a lot of the newer hip hop today is that people call it like mumble rap and stuff. I'm not a fan of that. Um, but I think he's, I think he's one of the best of all time in the world of hip hop, uh, close second and third and fourth, whatever. Uh, I love the beastie boys, Eric being Rakim, um, KRS one outcast, uh, a lot of stuff. Like I said, I like old school stuff. Uh, I think outcast is probably one of the newest, even though they've been inactive for a long time, probably one of the newer hip hop artists that I like a lot. Kendrick Lamar is a good, a good newer artist. Um, but yeah, the kind of, uh, eighties, nineties stuff is, is my jam. I like it. Uh, but anyways, this is, uh, this is Chuck D with, uh, the song, Mr. Chuck. Set it off. Yeah. Right. Yo B, yo slick. Line them up to you, yo Bob. They call me Mister. Right. To you. This about report to the commission. To you. It's about that time. Set it off. To all the critics that have me counted out. To all the cynics I fought and thought they had me figured out. Who opened doors on the 32 tours from last year's giving up going back to you're gonna get yours 38 countries in the name of hip-hop Never stop sending continents Attacking governments But in the world I practice I gave cause you lack this Serious is a time It world's being graphics Bring your brain outside Philly East to the west, north to the south If you're black, we can't all be big willing It'll be judged by a hit By some colorful click That's some belt curve shit Cause I'm cool like this Now how I get my swerve on I I never stop the hip hop, and I never jump backwards or kiss myself. Good. Yeah, come on. If you don't know me, you can call me Mr. Chuck. Yeah, I'm telling you. If you don't know me, you can call me Mr. Chuck. If you don't know me, you can call me Mr. Chuck. I'm telling you. Chuck. I'm gonna give him number 
I know, pretty wide variety uh, of music here, guys. <laughs> I hope you dig. I hope you dig it for real. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, uh, you know, uh, that's my taste in music. You know, if you guys could come over to my house and go through my vinyl collection, uh, I think you'd be really surprised. You know, I know this is a Metallica podcast, and we do a lot of that stuff. However, um, I like all sorts of stuff, as you heard on this episode. You know, the I mean, the heaviest thing I played was Rainbow at the top of the show, but. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that Chuck D track. Uh, again, if you're not into hip hop, I mean, there's some good stuff out there. Um, you got to just dive in deep and find the stuff you like. You know, I recommend Outkast, Public Enemy, uh, Early Ice Cube, uh, Early Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eric Bean Rakim, uh, KRS One, Boogie Down Productions, Beastie Boys. Um, there's all sorts of stuff out there for you. Anyways, I'm going to close it out with a track. From my somewhat new friend, a guy named Sean McConnell. Clint knows him. He's a songwriter here in Nashville. He also is an amazing, amazing uh, performer. He opened the second leg of the Need to Breathe tour. I never met him before. We hit it off really quickly. Uh, great dude. I actually uh, recorded an episode of my Pirate Satellite podcast with him that I'm going to be releasing in the next week or so. So look forward to that. Um, he's a great, great dude. Um, amazing husband, father. Uh, his wife has an awesome podcast. Um I think it's called the Mama Bear Podcast. It's all about uh, mothers that raise uh, children with disabilities. It's really cool what she's doing. Um, but yeah, Sean McConnell, great songwriter. Like I said, if you hear of him playing in your town, please go see him. You won't regret it. Uh, I'm sure there was a few people that came out to Need to Breathe shows while I was on the road that may have seen him. If you did see him, you know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to play a song from his latest record. He's put out like 12 records or something stupid like that. Uh, it's called Secondhand Smoke. He gave me a copy on vinyl at the end of the run, and I'm, I'm very thankful for it. Uh, it's a double LP, 45 RPM. It plays faster. Um, but I'm going to play the title track, Secondhand Smoke, because this is one he played live that I really fell in love with. Um, just him and an acoustic guitar. This one has a more instrumentation. But uh, yeah, this is what we're going to close it out with, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. hope you enjoy this episode, and uh, we'll do more in the future. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. I hope you have a great week. Uh, sorry we didn't put out a full episode, but you got a lot of content to listen to today. My radio episode, Clint's radio episode, we got some uh, Metal Tales happening. So uh, have a good week and uh, stay cool over the summer. <laughs> or something. <laughs> Peace. Adios. I put my leather wallet on the dash When the radio plays Cosby stills in Nash And I'm laughing till I'm crying at a joke When I smell the scent of secondhand smoke Well I'm right back riding shotgun in a gold Something between my own man The crinkle of the cellophane The crackle of tobacco flame The stories that he 
Tobacco flame, the stories that he 